Oh, jam! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another uh, fun-filled episode of Monday Night Magic. This is Monday Night I, Magic. I like the I, delay there. I, I, my brain had to reset. Look, may contain fun. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, this is Monday Night Magic. For free. Number 674, and I am Chewy. Yes. Uh, that over there is Squee. May contain fun. And that way over there is Clues. Indeed. And JT Huffy just resubbed for 13 months. Thank you very much. Welcome nice. back. That's over a year. Cause That's I know long things. enough to rotate. Although, I, I recently did some math that just popped into my head out of nowhere. Hey, Clues just resubbed for six months. Two of them in a row. Ooh. Yeah. So, how come we don't have 13 months? And a year? Yeah. Because the moon? Uh, what, well, yeah, because... The moon is why we should have 13 months. Because there are th- yeah. 13 28-day months. It's 364. We just throw in an extra one somewhere. It's about stealing things for the Romans. God, like, did they have a fear of 13 or something? Yeah. It's the same reason that we don't have 13 constellations of the Zodiac, even though... The sun does travel through 13 constellations. Oh. Well, there you go. One then. of them being Ophiuchus. And... Ruining everyone's zodiac sign. Yeah, well, it is the snake bearer, and no one likes that. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome as a job. No. No, it doesn't. Sounds like hell. You create snake bears, though. No, 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 not that kind of... Never mind. <laughs> Magic! It's not Simic. Oh, it's not Simic. Got it's it. not Simic. It's not okay. the Simic bear. I was confused. That's unfortunate. All right. Well, that was your daily dose of, I don't know what that was. Astronomical history? Astrological history. And both. A little, little of both, yeah. actually. Anyway, now you know. So, let's go. Uh, like I said, Chewy Clue Squee, we got that part. Uh, we got... Um, the episode number, we've got that part. Twitch.tv slash the mana pool. We got that part in there. All right, we're good. So, news. Today was was uh, pretty big news, it turns out. It was more eventful than it was 12 hours ago. Yeah, the ban and restricted announcement happened. And it, boy, did it. I was doing some thinking right before uh, my drive, because I had a drive today. So I was on a drive while this was going on. And I was going to predict... Exactly this standard. They were going to ban Veil of Summer. We knew they were going to ban Veil of Summer because they banned it in... What they banned it in? Pioneer. Pioneer. And if it's not... It's too good for Pioneer. It's too good for Standard. Like, let's be real. Uh, we all figured they were going to ban Oko because Oko is... What's the... How, Oko is Broko? Yeah. The, the scourge of Standard. And then I saw... That once upon a time was being dropped into not green decks, like mono red aggro decks, to get the explosive start to win on like essentially win on like turn three, Which not is actually not win, but standard. get close. And I went determine the outcome of the game. Exactly, and I went what the what, and so I learned that like last night sometime. So yeah, I was gonna predict. This exactly. And then I was like, oh crap, I gotta go. And then I had to get up and go. And then I was on a drive. And I didn't actually get a chance to tweet that out. So, But I was gonna. 
I, I swear. The, these all were, you know, reasonable to expect if you've been paying attention. So yeah, Bray. Uh, also, Oko got banned in Brawl. Sure, because screw you. Uh, but then look, Eternal formats. What? Renin Six is banned in Legacy, and Narset Parter Avails, who is restricted in Vintage, which I'm sure makes vintage players either happy or sad depending on how recently they played or played against i mean they get like (laughs) one match a year right so that'll really shake things up for next year it will so let's get into this uh because we've got all this data here yeah uh oko let's see 70% 70% of decks at Mythic Championship Richmond included Oko, which, yeah. Let's 7 see. out of 10 is a lot out of 10. That seems pretty format warping. A little bit, yeah. For a gold card. Based on data from high-ranked arena tr- uh, traditional play, it's best of three, only one of the other 10 most played decks, Simic Flash, had a favorable matchup against Simic-based food decks, and only just above 50%. <laughs> Yeah. Food decks maintained an average of about a 53% non-mirror match win rate, even with the metagame focused on beating them. That is the very definition of a problem. Yes. Yep. So, we'll do it. No, yep. Like, I mean, that's when they bring up numbers in relation to why cards get banned. It's that. You break 50% win rate even when people are trying to beat it. You can't maintain those numbers without eventually getting hammered. Yeah. Yeah. Oko. I mean, one of the one of the things that we have <clears throat> that we've brought up on this show before is that sometimes cards are not for you. And and that's okay. And that's what we're trying to convince people of. But yeah. you look, Oko was never my kind of fun, right? It's just not the kind of card that appeals to me. But even putting aside my terrible, terrible bias against uh, that kind of garbage and nonsense. Wow, this is not good for format. I do want to give Clues props for being the only person who was doomsaying Oko on this show. That's true. <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean, we'll see how food works. And Clues is like, end of all magic. And we're like, whoa. Now, granted, right. if I'm remembering correctly, Clues was more afraid of the constant free life gain from food and the plus two loyalty. I was, yeah. Which is also the, bad. The elk thing. And I think you were worried about the the thievery too. I was I was more worried about the thievery. So, but. so clues missed the bit that was bad, but he still knew. He still I knew. I knew deep in my soul that this was a problem. <laughs> and it was a problem. And at the pre-release, when I got hit with the turn three Oko and literally had no zero chance of ever winning, and then the next game I got hit with like a turn forty. Okay, it was super late in the game. <laughs> and from that point on, had literally zero chance of winning. I was like, I think there's a problem here. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it turns out, yeah, it was bad. So it reduced metagame diversity and diversity of gameplay in Standard by shutting off build around creatures and artifacts because they just turn into an elk. Yeah, you, you know what that card's good against? Uh, decks, decks that use permanence. That's yeah. what that deck is good against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that the elk is a plus one is means there's literally no downside. 
Yeah, it's like, oh no, they, they uh, got a 3-3. A few oh, weeks no. ago, I even saw Brian Kibler saying uh, on Twitter that even if that was a minus one, it's probably still too good. And I went, uh, <laughs> damn. I mean, if you're not aiming for using the big ability and you just use it three times, it was worth it. So, four times. Are. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, most Planeswalkers don't actually last more than two or three turns unless oh, yeah. you've got a really solid lock, so most of the rest of that didn't matter. But, yeah, gaining on it meant it was more resilient, so. It's a problem. Yeah. Well, it was. So it was a problem, yeah. So let's see. Uh, in addition to that, Once Upon a Time and Veil of Summer were thrown out. Once Upon a hey, Time. Hey, look at that. Free things are broken. Hey, what do you know? Once Upon a Time is one of the key reasons green has been overrepresented in the environment. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Contributes to high consistency of strong starts and provides a level of early mana fixing that other colors don't have access to. This advantage is especially important in the context of a small five-set standard card pool with less flexible mana bases. And arena data indicates that without also removing Once Upon a Time, green decks would still continue to be too powerful and consistent going forward. And then Veil of Summer is probably the same thing as Pioneer. It says, uh... Duh, 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 duh. Let's see. Cards that played similar roles like Autumn's Veil or Display of Dominance were a lower power value than desired. And so they tried to ratchet it up with Veil of Summer, which was way too good. Way too good. Yeah. So... It, it actually doesn't say here, it says it gives green decks too much resilience against removal and disruption. But it also makes it to where playing removal and disruption is pointless. So it also, well, not entirely pointless, but is much less powerful, so there's no reason to play them. So it also uh, kicked uh, diversity in the format in the face. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are gone now. So this is going to open up the standard metagame, and hopefully it will suck less. Uh, I am glad that Watsy took this drastic step and killed the face of the set and one of the key cards that everybody wants. I'm and also glad that they waited as long as they did. Wait, like, say that again? I'm also glad that they waited as long as they did rather than taking the initial reaction of this is too bad, it's got to go right now at the, you know, next BNR announcement, which was like three weeks after the set came out. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, granted, they didn't long enough that the rest of us should be able to, if we're reasonable about it, go, yeah, this is a problem. Because if they'd just done that a few weeks in before the format had had a chance to attempt, then I would be sort of dubious about it but by this point in time it's like this is definitively the right answer i don't think anyone's gonna argue with it so yeah. it's a little cleaner and we've definitely had our opportunity to address it and we couldn't so we played it yeah so while while we're here on this subject of standard um and bannings i know this is a thing that we've talked about in the past but i think it it does bear mentioning uh, again mostly because i i saw a tweet earlier today that reminded me of it um if you think about 
R&D and their function and how uh, new cards and new archetypes and all that stuff works within the game. You kind of have this spectrum. And on one end of the spectrum, you get R&D playing it safe all the time and giving you cards that are very, very straightforward, very low power level, and nothing ever gets banned. And at the other far end of the spectrum, you've got uh, R&D is just constantly shoving broken card after broken card after broken card in the format, and we just constantly just banning everything all the time. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, and particularly anyone who just ordered their foil playset of these three cards to try and try and take the salt off for a minute, um, we really want R&D to be somewhere in between those two. Right. And it's probably better for the game long term if we push a little bit to the make broken card side than to the play it safe side, because then at least we have interesting and dynamic formats. We have we have interesting formats. Let's put it that way, where uh, major changes do happen occasionally midseason because, you know, something had to go. So. That's all I want to say. Yeah. All right, so moving on. Uh, yeah, we will get to the play design article in a minute. Uh, first, uh, Oko was banned in Brawl because it says, for similar reasons. Douchebags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but he was already banned in Arena Brawl, so now he's banned in Paper Brawl too. Okay. Which should always probably happen anyway. Uh, then we have the Legacy uh, ban, Renin 6. Apparently the reason we've been seeing Teamer Delver decks in Legacy, what little bit we see Legacy, uh, is because Renin 6 is just brutal. Yeah. I should be good, right? Since in Magic Online League play over recent weeks, Teamer Delver has maintained a 56.5% win rate huh, and earned over three times as many 5-0 finishes as the next deck. That'll do it. Yeah. Most importantly, it has a favorable matchup against each of the other ten most played decks. And so, mainly because of Wasteland, which, as soon as people saw Ren and Six, after the turn one Fetchland nonsense, yeah, people went, oh, and Wasteland, what the... <laughs> Valid. Yeah. That's a fair response. So, but also it says because of uh, the minus one ability, deal one damage to any target, cards like Mother of Runes, Thalia, and Young Pyromancer. Young Peasy. Mean that uh, those playing those creatures in particular was kind of bad because just, oh, minus one, it's dead. <laughs> Screw you and your entire deck. Which, admittedly, seems to be what it does. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, it says, prior to the addition of Renin 6 to Team or Delver decks, the Legacy metagame was looking healthy. So, mm-hmm. fix it. Yeah. Boom. Bandit in Legacy, no problem. I have no argument against that. Makes uh, sense. Yeah, yeah. If, the, if you can look at the data and see where things went wrong... That's a good way to fix it. There's your problem. Exactly. You got a Ren and Six in your carburetor. Right there. (laughs) 
And then finally in Vintage, uh, in the context of the fast mana and efficient card draw available in Vintage, Narset Parter avails is contributing to one-sided games at a higher degree than is healthy. And because an early Narset... Oh, it says it right here. Uh, an early Narset Parter avails static ability soft locks the opposing player out of the game. So to reduce that frequency, they're restricting Narset. Yeah, that's probably... Yeah. Yeah. Can't really argue with that one. Exactly. You know, so... I kind of feel like all these bannings, if you just look at them, you just kind of go, huh, well, duh. Yeah. I mean, they exactly. presented the appropriate data for me to agree with all of these. That goes a lot further than I feel like this is too good, but if you're just, like, straight up, this is good against everything and wins almost all the time, I'm like, well, yeah, you, like, physically burn the card. Like, just gotta go. <laughs> Take off, nuke it from orbit. Only way to be sure. Yeah. So that's... That's all good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so let's... Let's hit the play design article real quick. All right. So Brian Hawley, who is the the lead of the play design team, uh, wrote an article about well, it's called play design lessons learned. So apparently, the deal is, starting in battle for Zendikar, they decided to back off the power level of standard. And, you know, which is fine. Sometimes that's a thing that happens. It can't always go up. Yeah, so they made just a, can't. a conscious decision to just ratchet it down some so everything wasn't always broken all the time. And from Battle for Zendikar all the way to Corset 2019, that's what they did. Uh, then they realized that the cards printed for Standard were printed for only Standard. Which means you, the rest of everyone, didn't care about new cards except for the weird, you know, powerful outliers. And that was it. Right. So they went, well, that's probably not good because they want more people to buy boosters, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it says cards like Smuggler's Copter and Gideon Ally of Zendikar were dominant in ways they wouldn't be if the rest of the format met a higher bar. That was the other problem. Inside Standard, the ones that were too high in the power level completely ruined everything for everybody all the time yeah because if if you're at a, a sea of sevens then the 10 is going to rule the world yeah if you're dialing the knobs but you're still going to have the misses they're going to be a lot easier to feel if there are just the misses standing out on top like exactly yeah. uh so they had a new design philosophy and whatever uh, starting with Guilds of Ravnica, they decided they would they would kick it up, and so they did. Yeah, admittedly, like historically, Ravnica is where you kicked it up. See reference the last two Ravnicas. <laughs> uh, accurate. So it, let's see here. It says we think standard is more fun at a slightly higher power level. It's easier to make cards relevant to more players without making bizarrely engineered cards laser-focused on a specific niche that may or may not actually get there. Looking at you, Alpine Moon. Which, hey, that's the card that's still... The, the card art that's still the background right here behind us on this here stream. 
Because <laughs> it's pretty. Not because the card is anything special. It's just pretty. So wait, let me show you. Oh, look how pretty. Alpine Moon. Okay, anyway. Um... Do, 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 do. It says, also, while we'd opened up design space at higher mana costs, we realized we'd lost design space in the wackier strategies because a lower-powered standard couldn't absorb them as easily. So, yeah. They, they were going to ratchet it up and then level off and, and be good again. But then Oko happened. Oops. Yeah. Oops all Elks. And that that's essentially what they say is oops. I said, uh... Okay, where is it? Alongside power level, we were working on different structures for the food deck, moving planeswalkers around on the mana curve to react to shifting costs elsewhere in the file and churning through a variety of designs to try to find something that had any hope of being a fun constructed card. So, like, when you're d designing a specific, you know, thing, and you change these mana costs over here, well, you need to go through and, like, a tweak other mana costs to make everything fit together properly, right? Uh, and that's, that's what they're doing. It says, earlier versions of Oko had most of their power tied up in a much broader stealing ability, which was even less fun for the opponent than turning them into an elk. And imagine less fun than what we have now. Just think about that. Just think about that. Yeah, just let that sink in. Okay. Uh, so, they say, ultimately, we did not properly respect his ability to invalidate essentially all relevant permanent types. And over the course of a slew of late redesigns, ding, we lost sight of the sheer raw power of the card and overshot it by no small margin. Yup. So, yeah, that's what happened, is there were so many changes and apparently late redesigns that they just, they, they went blind to the just blatant power level of the card and instead were busy trying to make it fit. Whoops. So, yeah. They, they go on about some lessons learned here and whatever. The TLDR is, our primary goal is, and always has been, to make our play environments as fun as possible. Part of that has been reverting our decision to power down standard, which we did gradually over the course of the last year. With Throne of Eldraine, we hit the high end of what we're aiming sets to be, outlier cards aside, meaning Oko. <laughs> and our plan is to level out our sets at roughly this power level going forward. We've stumbled in a few places, but we've been watching, listening, and learning from those mistakes. So there you go. They're they're watching. They said whoops. <laughs> and yeah. Hopefully they've they'll figure it out. They said way up here at the top. To somewhere. Hang on. Where was it? Hang on, what if we go... Yeah, I, I, I don't know what you're looking for, so I can't nope. help. Ah. 
got a something something fire design space. Ah, here we go. The story is rooted in the fact that play design is and needs to be a design team, not simply a playtesting team. Because, like, you think, uh, at least I do, of R&D as, uh, like, the design team who plays the thing and makes the things, and then the development team fixes it. But it's not just that. Like, if you're going to be fixing it, then you need to have something in mind for... uh, for the how the entire set is designed and blah da da da, da. yeah. And I'm just talking now, so yeah. So that that is part of the problem, but hopefully they have realized that and are addressing it. So yay! So hey, that's not the only ban and restricted update we get today because it's Monday. Oh it man, is. yeah. Take that. So the Pioneer ban announcement. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Data from the last week of Magic Online Pioneer League play and the tournaments, because the Invitational uh, at SCG Con was uh, half Pioneer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the data doesn't indicate a conclusive need for changes at this time. So they're going to let the metagame evolve and see what happens. Now, they say due to next week's Magic Online Pioneer Week and a series of scheduled uh, PTQs, we don't anticipate making changes to the bin- uh, the Pioneer ban list on Monday the 25th. However, we will still post an update announcement that day and do reserve the option to make changes if needed. So in other words, if something oh. goes horribly wrong and things break, they will ban something, schedule be damned. All bets hedged. Yeah, so that's your warning. If you find out that something is completely and utterly breaking Pioneer, maybe don't invest in it. But <laughs> other than that, it seems okay at the moment until the metagame evolves some more. And that's and that's that. All right then. Yeah. So what's been banned in Pioneer? The fetches? Green cards. The Felidar Guardian, the Ley Line, the Oath of Nyssa, and Veil of Summer. Okay, yeah. Green cards. And a kitty. One cat. (laughs) For now. For now. Because it interacts with green cards. Alright, so that's the big BNR updates. That was yeah. a lot, but we're we're good now. Uh, so moving on, Kevin Verhey tweeted uh, last week, and we missed it. Apparently, the Mystery Booster Convention Edition will be at Magic Fest through the end of 2020. Originally, the number that I I heard was it'll be at Magic Fest through the end of 2019, because. Like people in the the Manipool Discord server were like, "Wow, two whole months, good job." But at some point, that turned into 2020. So, awesome. Well, I mean, 2019 will turn into 2020 unless we stop it now. (laughs) 
Uh, and it'll be at PAX Unplugged. You know, if that, that's the thing you want to do. As will I. Although I'm probably not going to play any events with the Mystery Boosters. Yeah, probably. Find clues. Yeah, find me. Yeah, find clues. It's like a different game. He's he's right down there, actually. It's easy. You can find him now. He's right there. Yeah, I'm right there. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, there you go. And there were, uh, oh wait, nope, already closed it. But Channel Fireball did tweet out that it'll be at all of them. Hey, Clues, where did that link go? Uh, I pasted it in the Discord. Let me, uh, let me go copy that. I'll bring it back. I thought I could just press back and it would be there, but nope. Because apparently I opened it in a new window like a dumb. I'll paste it in the usual place. So... Well, we say it'll be at all of them, but like it was clarified that it won't be at Sao Paulo. So I wonder if it, they're going to run into what, import well, restrictions. Sao Paulo was I was going to say, is it because they can't import them? Yes. I, I... Yeah. Uh... So I'm wondering if they'll run into some issues in other places, but I guess that's what they can announce if it comes Yeah, up. they said we couldn't get them to Sao Paulo in time due to import restrictions, but they will be at the Sao Paulo in March. Gotcha. Cool. So, yeah, just just the one got missed. Nice. And then, yeah, they say, update, they'll be at all the Magic Fests in 2020, including MTG Seattle. I don't know why they had to include MTG Seattle in that. Their target audience of West Coast nerds? I don't know. Well, when you say all of them, why point out one specifically? But... Maybe it's the first one. Maybe it's maybe? just the one that they're hyping the most. Maybe it's the last one. Or I don't. I don't know. But anyway, so that's uh, that's that. If you uh, want to check those out, go to a Magic Fest, and you can totally sign up and play with the gazillion card set that's meant for drafting. Enjoy. It'll be that's awesome. Right. Right? Awesome? Right. Awesome. All right. Uh, now let's do something slightly less awesome. Yep. Aww. Oh, crap. Hang on. This is cropped differently because Reddit sucks. Okay, here we go. Uh, anyone True. who has a Wizards account probably got this email. But there was... Uh, let's circle back to that, but go on. Uh, let's see, it says, on November 14th, 2019, this is an email from Wizards of the Coast, we learned that an internal database file from a decommissioned version of the Wizards of the Coast website login had inadvertently been made accessible outside the company. Ta-da! Yeah, it says it's limited to a legacy database and unrelated to the current systems. Really killed legacy. <laughs> let's see, it says... Based on our current investigation, we have no reason to believe that any malicious use has been made of the data. Well, of course they have to say that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it says, following types of information, first and last names, email addresses, passwords stored in the hashed and salted format, which is cryptographically whatever. Oh, secured cryptographically. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, no payments. It's not a notepad file with your info in it. Right. No payments or other financial information was included in this database. So, 
what they're saying is, hey, everyone, if you have an active Wizards account, Arena, Magic Online, Live, or whatever, you have seven days from the time of this email to reset your password. After that, your passwords will be manually reset. So you can go do it now or wait seven days and make a new one then. Yeah. Uh, let's see. If you reuse your password, it should probably change. Yeah, also, don't reuse your password. Yeah, apparently, if you go to this myaccount.wizards.com to reset your password, and you put in the same password, it'll say, cool. Of course so, it maybe use the forgot my password option to get it to reset it for you. Probably do that. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's bad practice to reuse your passwords. I know it sucks keeping up with a bunch of them, but... Either use a tool that does that for you or get in the habit of doing it because these liabilities are not going to go away with time and you're going to have even more accounts tied to more things. Sure. As a lot of people with Disney Plus learned last week. Also, don't reuse your password, seriously. So, uh, here's a question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They always say, well, use a password manager. But isn't that just putting all of your passwords in one place? I mean, yes, but it's like instead of leaving all of your passwords out in your living room, it's putting them all in a safe and just remembering your combination to the safe. But like, like if LastPass has some sort of data breach, isn't everybody massively screwed? Uh, yes and no. So first of all, uh, most of the companies, and I, I can't speak for any of them in specific uh, detail. Uh, I am not a lawyer. Consult your physician. Um, <laughs> your mileage may vary. Your mileage may vary. Offer not valid in Utah. Um, what? Most of the companies, where they never store. I know it's got four letters. Samoflange. Um, Samoflange. Most of the companies never actually store any of your data in a format that they can read. In other words, it's encrypted even to them. So even if it's stolen they stole the encrypted salted hash and they'll, they'll notify you, Hey, we had a data breach. Go ahead and go change those before anybody does anything with that. And so the, the thing is the companies who do password managers, literally their job is to keep your passwords safe. Whereas all other companies that have passwords for logins, that's like secondary or tertiary to their primary. It's mission. a requirement, not a priority. Yeah. Ah, okay. Good point. That's just the thing so that I've been wondering about because people say that all the time and I'm like, hmm. Yeah, it's one of those, uh, there's there's no good solution. This is the best we've got right now is password manager. And pretty much every security expert that I've read anything from is like, yeah, you should probably use a password manager. Hmm. You're okay. better off doing it than not doing it. There you go. And it'll save yourself some headaches from keeping track of all of them, too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, then. I know I've started using one. Oh, yeah? I, I just use all yeah. of Chewie's passwords. You mean all of Chewie's password? Yep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My password Long is fellow. password. No? One, two, three, four, five. It's password. See, the trick is the A is an at sign. One. <laughs> uh, 
I was required to use a special character, so I used the password special character. <laughs> password oh, featuring the, Batman. <laughs> you know, the the other thing that I've heard, and uh, I totally agree with, all these stupid requirements that, oh, it has to have an uppercase and a lowercase and at least one number and at least one special character. No, no, no the real answer is just make the damn thing long. The longer, Correct. the better. Correct horse, That's battery, it. stapler, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Your, okay. your data is more likely to get screwed in the leak than it is someone guessing it anyway. Accurate. But we digress. All I right. blame Tazaret. Okay, so one more thing. Hmm. Whoops. Let me go back to this because this is cropped properly because it's not Reddit. Uh, just for our, our friends in the wilds of Canada. Uh, Face-to-Face Games is doing the F2F Tour in 2020. So they're going to have this many stops. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine stops throughout Uh, the uh, year. uh. Uh, In Calgary, in this order, Calgary, Toronto, Halifax, Montreal, Edmonton, Calgary, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. So it's not like a huge SCG Tour thing, but it is bigger than the uh, face-to-face games tournament series was last year. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Defeat all have... the faces with your own face. They're going to have, uh... let's see here. Two different kinds of events. The F2F weekends that have the F2F tour finals plus two opens and then the opens. I don't know why it's got them listed in that order, but okay. And yeah. Again, this is really just so people are aware. Wait. I'm sorry. So the tour weekend, those that I rattled off were just the the weekends. Oh. They're going to be... A lot more. So this is a big SCG tour kind of thing. The F2F tour yeah, is uh, just the opens are going to be, oh God, Vancouver, Saskatoon, Edmonton, Hamilton, Lethbridge, Quebec City, Toronto, Charlottetown, Calgary weekend is in March, North Bay, Kelowna or Kelowna. I don't know how to say these things. Grand Prairie, St. John's, Kingston, Fredericton, Red Deer, not Elk, uh, Toronto weekend is in May. Sherbrooke, and then the Halifax, Montreal, and Edmonton weekends are after that. So the weekends are the ones I rattled off first, just those nine, but there are a lot more opens. Yeah. And this is just the first half of the year. Yeah, this is just going to June, so. Yeah. My understanding is that Canada has a second half of the year, and there will probably be events then. Does Canada have? I mean, what time is it there now? You should ask Canada. Canada does have the the last six months of the year, right? I assume. I mean, I've never seen it during that time period, so I can't confirm. Yeah, I don't know. I I assume that Canada has 12 months in a year like we do, even though it should be 13. Yeah, but they're they're metric months. They're metric months. Oh, so they have 10. (laughs) They have 10. Got it. Anyway, so uh, they're going to be finalizing the uh, event formats. They're going to have Legacy Pioneer, Team Constructed, and Sealed. They're going to be all kinds of side events and promo materials. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, there you go. 
Do nice. uh, do we have any Canadians in the chat right now? Because I want to know why uh, Manitoba is getting a raw deal here. Maybe they'll Manitoba will 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 show up in the second half. Because we appear to have eastern bits of Ontario, but Manitoba, mm, no. Maybe that's in the time dilation to the second half of the year. <laughs> The temporal flux. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That is your F2F tour thingy. Alright, so moving on. We have to go to Arena. Yes. Yes. I guess. The state of the game article has given us uh, lots of stuff to talk about. And how. So they're they're working on problems and memory leak yeah. and crashes. From from the top, uh, we know there are problems. We're working on them. Yep. Ooh, the there. old Magic Online message. Yeah. <laughs> Just dusting that thing off. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, glitches, FPS sucking, unresponsiveness, hanging, stuttering. Yeah, we know those happen. We're t- we've, we have, we have people on it. It'll be done. It'll be done. <laughs> yes. They'll take a page from go. Blizzard and say soon. Yes. Well, I don't know if they even say soon. At a time. At, yeah. There will, in the future... Things will occur. Excellent. Uh, social features coming. So, uh, you know how... Have, have you ever actually tried to play a game against a friend in the, in the, in the arena right now? Because it's, it's tricky. You need to like contact them through a completely different means to let them know that I'm trying to do this right now. Mm. And then you send a thing, and then they send a thing, and then you're matched up, and then, then you play a game. And that's not great. So there's going to be a friends list thing somewhere, kind of. They're calling it Social Features 1.0 because whatever it is that they do, it's not going to have everything you want right away. That they'll promise. Definitely not everything right away. It says here I could add my friends, but it doesn't let me list my foes. Save it for 2.0. Oh, man. That's right. Can we get a foes list? That's just called a block list, right? I feel like I have a foes list in Overwatch, and it's not big enough. <laughs> Accurate. All right, moving on. Is that me still moving on? I mean, I can I can keep yeah, talking dude, as if I actually play Arena because I, I I don't really, but I can pretend. There okay, you you're the one the... that read this article. See, <laughs> I did. I st- no no. I skimmed this article about twenty minutes ago. Look, red um, is past and presence when you're reading it, so you got this. So they want they want you to know also that they've heard you that you'd like to play more than just standard in arena and that's totally something that they're working on in ways it may not be the way you want them to but this is what's going to happen okay okay so 
there's some stuff here. I don't want to talk about most of the stuff. The only thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about the remastered sets because I think this is where the actual important stuff is. That is the most important bit, yeah. Okay, so so there's some other bits. Go go read the full article. You should probably go read the full article anyway, but but I'm assuming that Chewie has scrolled down to the remastered bit, okay? Okay, if, if he hasn't or if you're listening to this on the audio, here you go. He, he has, go for it. Later next year, we plan to begin adding remastered versions of older sets to Magic the Gathering Arena. The MTG Arena team, in conjunction with Magic R&D, will be looking at, looking at multiple sets and condensing them into a single larger set that only includes the most relevant cards and adding that to the game. This will allow us to focus on what made these sets fun and exciting for players while delivering on the content much more quickly. So they're not bringing, they're not wholesale bringing every card from every set all the way back they're just going to bring the good stuff. Now, the problem is what they think is the good stuff may not be what you think is the good <laughs> stuff. Just keep that in mind. I'm still sad about Pillar Field Ox. I know you all are too. This is a long-term commitment that will eventually lead to additional format support beyond standard and historic. Pioneer is one of the formats that we're working towards, but it'll be a longer journey before we can talk specifics. As we head toward that goal, we'll be focusing on delivering the best play experience experiences that these iconic card sets can offer. So again, they're bringing you the, we, we know you want all the old cards, but you don't actually. It's true. We you know, really don't. We know you don't. You know, if you're honest with yourself, you know you don't. I've got boxes and boxes of old cards I don't ever want to see again. Yeah, boy, howdy do I as well. So uh, the point is, it's coming. And when? Eh, we'll tell you when it happens. The future. That's right. We're not going to promise anything because then you'll be disappointed. But it your magic players are going to be disappointed. Later next year. Yeah. So with that in mind... You know, they're doing this thing coming soon. There's a whole other article we're going to go to in a minute. But uh, for, to, to recap those who recently arrived, uh, when sets rotate out of standard instead of like a big chunkier digital collection being useless, they're now part of historic. In the interests of making historic more interesting, they're going to be adding some new stuff to historic. More on that in a few minutes. Is there anything? No, there's nothing else we need to talk about in here, is there? in this article or should we just go on to the historic stuff there's a few more details for people that want to read it but we don't have to go into it yeah yeah i don't think we need to go into it it's about like events and stuff that are arena specific yeah they're they're also going to try new events new types of events new things that you'll maybe play maybe enjoy maybe play and hate we don't know we're going to try some things you won't know if it's terrible till you try it Friends list and historic anthology one will be arriving on November 21, along with some quality of life improvements. Right. That's the only relevant other data in this article. That's this Thursday, and that's my birthday! Oh, it's hey. your birthday present! You should have been more specific. That's I really right. should have. You got some bug fixes for Arena, buddy. Enjoy that. And 20 cards that... Yes. That we'll aren't Pillar about... Field Ox. Yeah, we'll talk about those 20 cards in a minute. Like now. So... Now, the historic article, MTG Arena Historic Stuff, Rollout, Autobots, Transform, and Rollout. So, uh, (laughs) historic, you know, kind of originally, can can we say this? We're going to speculate. We don't have any insider information. Uh, Someone realized everyone's going to be really, really pissed if, like, half their cards just go away, like, all the time. So, what if we just kept them around? Ta-da! Here it is. 
Uh, but again, we want to make it better. So here's the making it better. And I had to, I had to look at these dates because there's this, the March of history we have down here. So as uh, Chewie alluded to on November the 21st, historic anthology one drops. What is historic anthology one? You ask, these are 20 cards. They're not new. They're old. They're 20 old cards. In theory, they're 20 old good cards. Maybe we can at least say they're 20 old interesting cards. Look, they're 20 cards. You can craft them using wild cards at the new and improved one-to-one rate, which is what it should have been in the first damn place, but they tried to make it suck. So (laughs) there it is. Or, Or you can instead buy them for gems. Now, if you don't remember your currencies, gems are the ones that you get very, very sparingly in the game, like almost never, but you can pay actual cash monies for. So if you want to just buy them, go ahead and buy them. Give give Watsi your money, hopefully using an account with a password that you haven't reused from somewhere else or at least have recently changed. <laughs> password. Give them money, get gems. Use the gems to buy the historic anthology cards or just craft them with all of those wild cards that you've had sitting around because you didn't know what the hell else to do with them. There you go. There you go. So that's coming on the 21st. Along with that... Oh, wait. When he says you can buy them, he means a full playset. Yeah. Of all 20 cards for 3,400 gems. That's right. Which I think isn't that far off from the cost in gems to enter a pre-release event. So, hooray, you win a playset of all of those cards. Yeah, that's like a pre-release event. Sure. Okay. Okay. To go along with that. Uh, there's going to be a historic launch event and the launch event costs 200 gems or a thousand gold. So you can use either of those currencies and you get to play as many best of one games as you want until you don't want to anymore. Yeah, that's pretty much how that always goes. Uh, what do you get for winning those games? Well, you can win cosmetics for the new cards, the new old cards, I should say the, the, the 20 cards that are coming in. So look, if you wanted those cosmetics, this is your way to do it. Grind, grind. Yay. That, like all, like all good things in Arena, and this is one of those things that kind of annoys me, that's going to be available for a teeny tiny little window of November 21st through the 25th. That's it. So play <laughs> that event while you can. If you were traveling over that time, too bad. If you've got finals or exams or whatever, too bad. That's when it is. Now, also starting on the 21st, they have a best of three ranked historic queue. So if you wanted to play constructed historic, here's your chance. It's just like playing best of three games. Enjoy. Ta-da. And that'll run right up until Theros Beyond Death releases. Yes, that will run up until January the 15th, which is when, well, Theros Beyond Death launches the next day. Uh, so it'll run through January the 15th. On January the 16th, Theros Beyond Death drops, and then something happens. They haven't really told us. So, historic tournament. To close out the historic launch with a bang, we will hold Arena's first major historic tournament just before the release of Theros Beyond Death, where you'll get a chance to prove your skill in the new old format and compete with... I added the old. And compete for some epic prizes. I didn't add the epic. They did. Those are all the details you have on that tournament for now. You'll find out more when we get close to it. Then, 
once Theros Beyond Death does release, Historic will transition to the off-season. We will have an evergreen best-of-three Historic event so that competitive Historic players will always have a home, but MTG Arena's focus will turn back to standard until Historic Anthology 2, currently planned for March 2020. So if you just want to get an idea of the cadence of things. So here, end of November, we're going to get historic anthology one. We're going to do some stuff until a new standard set drops. Then a new standard set will drop in January. Then we're going to take another couple of months off and then we'll drop another historic anthology set. So I kind of see what they're doing here. Yeah. Right. So when new set drops, we're going to dial back the historic so that the new set can shine for a bit. When that starts to get boring, we're going to dial the historic back up throw some new old cards at you and then we'll just wash, rinse, repeat. And now everyone's happy. Ta-da! Cyclical in nature. Yeah. And of course, Historic will always be playable in the play queue for quick, casual, best-of-one games. Data shows that players don't often stick around for games two and three in a no-consequence queue like play. That's capital P, play. Uh, this leads to fewer players in the queues and worse matches all around. For serious historic play, the ranked queue and evergreen event will offer best of three, but casual digital works better in best of one. So there you go. Play historic or play standard or someday, God willing, play pioneer. No, no, no. Yay! what are these 20 cards? We should probably talk about these 20 cards. Chewy, do you have that image of the 20 cards that Uh, they showed? Yeah, but it doesn't fit. Did you make the image big? It doesn't fit on the screen when I make it big, so. Super big. All right, then here are the 20 cards for those, uh, again, uh, on the audio streams. If you're looking right at it, you you can just go look at the page. Follow Follow the link in the show notes, and there's totally an image you can click on that has the cards. Here they are. Uh, Sarah Ascendant, Soul Warden, Kinsbale Cavalier. So those are your, your white cards. Treasure Hunt, Distant... Is that Distant Melody? Yeah. I can't quite make that out. Okay, yes. Uh, those are your, your straight-up blue cards. I'm glad there are only two. Could have been none. Would have been better at none. Uh, we got Crypt Breaker, Hypnotic Specter, Phyrexian Arena, Tendrils of Corruption. Those are the black cards. Kil- Kiln Fiend, Goblin Matron, Goblin Matron. Seems big. Kind of important, that one. Um, I'm sorry, I can't, it's too small. Uh, I can't Hetsuka's second card. right. Ah, there we go, Hetsuka's second right. Okay, uh, those are your red cards. The only one that's important is Goblin Matron. As a matter of fact, the rest of these cards are all garbage. It's just Goblin Matron. They're giving me Goblin Matron. Green cards, Elvish Visionary, Fauna Shaman, and Imperious Prefect. I'm sorry, uh, perfect. perfect? Yeah, per- perfect. perfect. Sorry. Prevert. Again, tiny, tiny picture for me. Uh, Then we have a couple of uh, gold border cards. We got Burning Tree Emissary. We got Captain Sisse. We also have Ornithopter, Mindstone, and is that Darksteel Reactor? It is. Yes, it is. Yes, okay. So, there you go. What the hell? Those are your An interesting collection of 20 cards is what they are. It is... I'm going to call it an eclectic collection of 20 cards. Yeah, the Hitsugu second right just... This is like hitting me in the face with a fish. I was like, what the what? 
target player has exactly 10 life deals 10 damage to that player wow okay that, yeah it's a very specific condition that is a very specific condition all right huh i'm just really glad that kinsbale cavalier is here because do, do you guys know kinsbale cavalier i played with it the the, the kithkin knight that reads and i quote knight creatures you control have double strike Yes. Notice it does not say other night creatures you control Correct. have double strike. It, it actually gives it to itself. People misplay that a People lot. People misplay that. No one ever believes that that's really what that card does, but that's really what that card does. So, yeah. Yeah, here's, here's 20 cards from, from the vault. K. Okay. Like, that yeah enjoy from the vault <laughs> it is I, I guess it's a taste of things to come here here are some cards we hope you like cards that's that's right stark it is from the vault magic cards But still, I, I I really like the idea of what they're doing here, right? That they're they're working their way back. Sometimes you're going to get these weird things. I'm going to call this a weird thing. And that it's serving a greater purpose in the long run. Or yeah. the greater good. And they even have some uh, sample deck lists here. I saw a gingerbread man when you were scrolling. I should hope so. Always yeah. fun. Because my uh, my worry all along is that one of the things that one of the things that we've seen lately that has really really bothered me is that there's this like fragmentation that's occurring in Magic. So you in the before times, Magic was like all the Magic cards ever, and then they realized, yeah, a lot of this is broken. Maybe we shouldn't do that. And so eventually, Standard came along. And then they're like, yeah, we kind of need something in between standard and uh, all the cards ever. How about legacy? And so then we had that. And then it got to be that, well, okay, we still got standard and that's a great merry-go-round, but man, legacy is stupidly expensive and nobody can get into that. And we just can't reprint some of those cards. It's really not in our vested interest to give that lots of love. And so how about modern? And they threw modern in there. And so now we've got a bunch of formats. It's like, okay, we all understand how this is working. Now, but then we came to just Arena. Just to interrupt Clues, for a full story on all of that, go listen to the Manipool number or whatever episode that was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number of the past. Uh, number uh, 572, A Brief History of Magic Formats. Yeah, definitely go listen to that because it's way better than this rambling that I've got. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting to a point someday, I swear. I don't know what day that's going to be. Why don't you stick around and we'll find out together <laughs> next time on... Monday Night Magic. No. Um, then when Arena came around, we had like Arena standard that wasn't quite, it didn't feel, it was weird. And then we invented Historic, which is kind of like Legacy-ish, but not really because it only goes back a little ways. It's not even quite modern. And then Pioneer was introduced. And then we're going to have a thing on Arena that's like that, but not really it all i i just kind of want it all to be unified so that it's easier to understand so it's not i i don't know there's i'm going to say that there are too many formats 
That's why Legacy died. That there were too many oh, – because there were too many formats, <laughs> so we had to kill off Legacy? Uh, couldn't we kill off something else like Island? Clues, a Pokemon can only know four moves. Them's the rules. It had to forget Legacy to learn Pioneer. Hmm. <laughs> Not happy about that. We know Clues. All right. So that's the arena news. Too many feelings. Meow, 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 Take that, people listening to the podcast. I'm just picturing it in my head, and it still makes me laugh. I'm not going to go look it up, because then I'll just laugh for the rest of the episode. That is what happens. I mean, the rest of the episode is just going to be names and, well, I guess we have up After you do your sign-off part, or you'll never get to it. All right, so let's run through. Uh, GP Sao Paulo happened. Uh, it, it it was standard, so we it is no now banned. Care. That's right. GP Sao Paulo was now banned. Yeah, I mean, some people won, and we'll tell you their names. But yeah. there's no point in us really looking at the decks. This is effectively a limited tournament to us at this point. Tournament, so determinate, determinate. <laughs> it's indeterminate. And now, what is indeterminate is the number of people that played. Now, yeah. it says here there were over 740 total entrants. But when Bill went to... This had a double day one. Yeah. So they had a day one on Friday and a day one on Saturday. And then on Sunday was day two for everybody. Yeah, and if you add them up, the the two day ones, the stage 1A and 1B, it gets to like 657 or something. So 654 or whatever. It's like a 100 less almost. We're pretty sure that an integer number of players played, but we can't even prove that. The the answer is not I. So, because that's mine and it's missing. Um, <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so some people were there. They played standard. And because they broke numbers, like standard was banned. So there you go. That's what happened. They did yeah. it. Good job. Like real quick. Let's, let's look at the metagame breakdown. Sultai Sacrifice. Look at that. Sultai Food, Simic Food were the top three not close. Yeah. And that's day two. That's a lot of numbers. Yeah. So it says about 50% of them are playing Oko. They sure were. The other 50% were Elks. As we've said before. So, yeah. All right, so who, where is our thing? Okay, so Tiago Rosenman won the whole thing. Good job. Wait a minute, are the uh, top eight deck lists, are these in order? Can, can, I, can I object to a thing? Or have I already spent my standing on a soapbox yelling? Uh, what are you objecting oh, to now? For the day. Um, I'd like to object to uh, the use of uh, Twitter as an archiving service for coverage. Oh yeah, we've been objecting Be- to that because since... it's because it's so so dumb. You have a, a you literally have a web page right here. I'm looking at it. You could just put this picture, or better yet, in text, put the stuff that made up this graphic on your damn web page. I don't think they're listening to us. Please. Do you want a broken internet? Because this is how you get a broken internet. Well, now I'm sad. For I'm you going internet. back to GeoCities. Really? 
No. You mean Yahoo GeoCities? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. So, yeah, Tailgate Rosenman won. He was playing Simic Food. Uh, Danilo Modesto took second with Sultai Sacrifice. Uh, Ruda Dos Reis was in third with Sultai Sacrifice. Really cool name. Do what? That's a cool name. It is. Uh, let's see. Joao Lucas Keparos, let's say, was in fourth with Sultai Sacrifice. Uh, Tiago, hang on. There's lots of S's here. Casa Santa. Casa Santa. There we go. Uh, took fifth with Jund Sacrifice. Uh, Gonzalo Valdenegro took sixth with Rakdos Sacrifice. A lot of sacrificing going on here. That's how you bring a format down. I guess. Uh, whoops. Uh, Tiago Saparito took seventh with Sultai Food. And oh. Pedro Perini took eighth with Rakdos Knights. Which is a weird concept. Wow, Rakdos Knights. That's actually really freaking cool. Look, for those Ryan of you listening Regisar. in audio, that's Knights with a K, not what you actually associate with Rakdos. <laughs> wow, look at this deck. This deck hasn't been banned at all. Well, you'll probably see it again then. Rotting Regisar. Wow. Oh, it's Rotten Raji. Anyway, so that was your uh, standard thing with its apparently 740 participants yeah. even though we could only find 650 some of them it's very strange yeah and that's like stage two like inherits people from its own pool i have no idea how this works yeah it's very strange like i expect when he said the numbers didn't match up i expected the totals from uh the two days of stage one to be more then stage two for people double dipping. But it was 100 less and my brain broke. <laughs> what? Well, like the text on screen, since six players qualified in both stage 1A and 1B, that also means that there's probably some overlap. So, I don't know. Yeah, this I says around 300 players were competing. This one says over 340 players were competing. Yeah. Which, I think they just, this must be a typo. Uh, the 740, because they said yeah. right here it's 300 and 340, which is 640. And I checked the numbers from the runs, and they were, they did match the, like, 307 and 347. So Okay, so it's just a typo. They're, they're, they didn't invent 100 people. You don't know that. You weren't there. I'm guessing they, were, they didn't They were playing God there. I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they didn't invent 100 people. All right, so... That was GP Sao Paulo. Well done to all of those uh, Tiagos, because there were a bunch of Tiagos. Well done, the top veterans eight. of the final Oko battle. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the SCG Invitational at SCG Con. Uh, Invitational was modern and pioneer, remember? Because everyone hates standards, so they yeah they changed it to from standard to pioneer. Uh, the Day two metagame breakdown. It was a, a split format uh, tournament, so this is going to be a little weird. But in uh, let's start with modern because we know this already. In modern, there were in day two there were twenty four Simic Urza decks, uh, eighteen Amulet Titan, Grixis Death Shadow, and Simic Wurza decks. Those are different. Uh, Twelve Monogreen Tron, 
11 each of Burn and Eldrazi Tron, and then there's a sharp oh. drop-off to only six people uh, playing humans. And it drops off from there, but there's a whole lot of drop-off. Lots of twos and ones. Yeah. So lots of different uh, things being played in Modern. Uh, now Pioneer, there were 21 Hardened Scales decks, 19 Mono Green Devotion decks, another sharp drop-off, 11 each of Mono Black Aggro and Simic Aggro, 10 each of Simic Nexus and Is It In Soul? It wow, is. I forgot all about In Soul Artifact. Mm. I'm guessing that's what In Soul is, right? It's got to be. It's got to be. Scissors, I would assume. <laughs> that's the one, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's run through this uh, pretty quick. I'm going to stop with the numbers. We're in single digits now. Bant, Ramp, Is It Phoenix, Mono Red Aggro, Azorius Flash, Gruel Aggro, Is It Emerge. Mono Green Ramp, Azorius Control, Simic Eldrazi, Sultai Super Friends. Wouldn't that be the Legion of Doom? Uh, Bant Spirits, Esper Control, Golgari Field, Just Guy Ascendancy, <laughs> Kethis Combo, Rectus Aggro, Teamer Midrange, Abzan Red. Oh my god. Really? 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 <laughs> okay, sorry. Abzan Red. I had a flashback to several years ago. Uh... Bant Company, Bant Flash, Boros Heroic, Burn. Burn. Demir Control, Esper Super Friends, Goblins, Golgari Delirium. Wait, hold it. Goblins? Yes, one. Nice. Gruel Ramp, Mono Black Devotion, Mono Black Vampires, Possibility Storm. Oh, dear God. Possibility and. Uh, Rakdos. <laughs> Damn it, Clitters. <laughs> Rakdos Midrange, Rakdos Pyromancer, Selesnia Hexproof, Simic Hardened Scales. Soul Flare and Sultime Midrange. TV VCR repair or get your degree. You can major in business management or accounting. <laughs> or accounting. And the Beast Father, Aaron Goodfather. <laughs> That's Stark's degree. <laughs> so. So that's that's the metagame breakdown for for day two for both Pioneer and Modern. Let's go it's look at what's breaking down. Now, there's <sighs> a, a separate list here for decks that went seven and one in both formats because it's a split format. Just knowing what these people are playing only sort of helps. So, yeah, if you want to check those out, there are links on the website because Star City has more than one person doing coverage uh, stuff. Yeah. I mean, good luck finding this event again in the future, but for now, it's right here. Yeah, it'll be in the archives and for some period of time, and then it'll disappear forever. Uh, so, let's start with Modern again, because we know it. So, Chris Barone won the Invitational, playing humans in Modern. Uh, what was he playing in Pioneer? Mono Black Mono Agro. Black Agro. Okay. Uh, Adam Fruncy was playing Mono Green Tron in Modern and Mono Green Devotion in Pioneer. He's all totally about, loves green. All about those forests. Uh, Dan Salvatore took third with Grixis Death Shadow and Mono Green Devotion. Uh, Sam Birkenbile took fourth with Amulet Titan and Gruel Aggro. Probably going to open these decks up in a second just to get a, a peek because I've literally never looked at a Pioneer deck list before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Huang took fifth with Eldrazi Tron and Hardened Scales. Stephen Dykeman took Simic Urza to sixth and Golgari Delirium along with it. 
Noah Walker was on Grixis Death Shadow and is it in Soul in seventh? Good, we get to see that deck. And Dylan Huckabone took eighth with Crabvine in Modern and Bant Ramp in uh, Pioneer. So just real, real quick, just gonna open these up and just take a peek. Just a peek. Just a little. Huh. <laughs> All right. So mono black aggro. I see Rankle, Night Market Lookout, Murderous Rider, yep, Knight of the Ebon Legion, makes sense, Gutter Bones, Blood Soaked Champion, and Scrap Heaps Crowner. Whoop! And Smuggler's Copter. Snake Snake. And Fatal Push and Thought Seize. Yeah, okay, this looks, definitely looks mono black aggro. Yeah, very much so. Like Death from Above if you got a Copter. And there's our old buddy Kalitas just hanging out in the board, as always. Hey, buddy. All right, the Mono Green Devotion great. deck. I'm seeing Walking Blit. Why is Walking? Oh, because Nykthos makes all the mana. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we've got Walking Ballista, Burning Tree Emissary, Elvish Mystic, Jade Light Ranger. Ooh. Lanawar Elves, Scavenging Ooze, Voracious Hydra. Nissa Who Shakes the World, and Vivian Arcbow Ranger. Huh. And of course, Nick, Nick, those, uh, Castle Garenbrig, which, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And Once Upon a Time. This is just all creatures and planeswalkers with Once Upon a Time. I mean, it's Nick, those is deck. really, really strong when you yeah. can play it. Thus far, they haven't said that, uh, Nick, those is, is a problem. So that's good. We'll see. Uh, this deck is, looks like this, oh, there's a questing beast. So there's, there's a little difference, but mm -hmm. I think the questing beast is the little difference. Okay. That's third place. Still legendary. It, it always will be. Uh, Gruul Aggro here in fourth. What do we have? The Rampager. Yup. Rabble Master. Rabble, Legion Rabble. War Boss. Land of War Elves. Lovestruck Beast. Questing Beast. Smuggler's Copter, Once Upon a Time, Wild Slash, and Embercleave. This is a trippy deck. Huh, okay. So you've got your, your elves to ramp yourself out to get you to three mana and then start hitting people with things. Makes sense? I like it. <clears throat> Uh, hardened scales. Okay, so we should have hanger. Yep, there's hanger back walker, stone coil serpent, ballista. Of course, experiment one, pelt collector, another high, voracious hydra, winding constrictor. Yep, rishkar, pima renegade. Yep, yep, yep. This is the hardened scales deck that we uh, should recognize. Once upon a time, of course, Nissa, voice of Zendikar. This is that Nissa, and another Nissa. Vivian. Yeah. Chillin'. That is a sweet bow. Round. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, you're plus one to loyalty. Oh, God. All right. The Golgari <laughs> Delirium deck. Wow, I'd completely forgotten about Delirium. There's Ishkana. There's Kalitas. Okay. Corsair of Crufix. Yep. Tireless Tracker. Scoos. Murder Rider. Grim Flare. Yep. Walking Ballista. Noxious Gear Hulk. Liliana Last Hope and Fresco Golgari Queen. Then we have our Removal and Disruption, 
Dead Weight, Abrupt Decay, Assassin's Trophy, Fatal Push, Grizzly Salvage. Ooh. Uh, there's the Traverse the Ulvenvald and Duress and Thought Seize. Yep, yep, yep. This all makes perfect sense. It's like a greatest hits. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, the Is It In Soul deck in 7th. Okay, here we go. So here is our Running With Scissors, the In Soul Artifact. Which yeah. for 2 mana turns an artifact into a 5-5 five, five, uh, creature. Uh, a 5-5 five, five creature, yeah. So what do we have? Bomat Courier, Ginger Brute, Stone Coil Serpent, Skilled Animator. What's that do? Answers the battlefield. Target artifact you control becomes a 5-5 five, five for as long as Skilled Animator remains on the battlefield. I completely forgot about this card. These are additional scissors. I recognize the art, but I completely forgot this card. Uh, Whirler Rogue, Hope of Gearper, <laughs> yep. Ghostfire Blade. Ooh. Smuggler's Copter, of course. Metallic Rebuke. Ooh. Shrapnel Blast and Wild Slash. This looks sick. Yeah, Ginger Brute looks really good in this deck. Murder Cookie. <laughs> Murder cookie, indeed. All right. And then Bant Ramp. Oh, God. Look at this. It's got Ramp. 30 lands. Why does it have 30 lands? Because those lands do stuff. Like make zombies. Sassy Field of the Dead. Some Blast Zones and whatnot. Yeah, there's a Blast Zone. Huh, okay. So we've got Arboreal Grazer... An Elvis Rejuvenator, which in this deck, yeah. Oko, Teferi, Time Raveler, uh, and the Ugin. Only one of these things is okay. Wait. It's the Ugin. Because there's a new Ugin, right? Did they print a second Ugin? I can't remember. My brain is completely You mean off. from um, Or the Spark? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But this is the original. Yeah. Yeah. This okay. is the, the Ugin. It's the right. Ugin, not Ugin. Ah, okay. That that's that was the question. Yeah. So then we've got Azorius Charm, Growth Spiral, Settle the Wreckage, Ha! Sphinx's Revelation, Ha! Supreme Verdict, Ha! And Hour of Promise. Yeah. Okay. This also looks sick. Jesus. All right. Well, that's the top eight. Oh, the Goblin's deck didn't make the list. Alas. Nope. Boo. Hang Needed on, more look, scissors. I want to look at a Simic <clears throat> aggro deck. Do yep, ya? there's a Goose. That's what I expected. And the Galta. Goose is loose. And Ronus. And Yor... Whoa, Yorvo! Stubborn Denial, Heart of Kieran. Yeah, okay, alright. This all looks... This all looks okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, so that... That's the end of that. Aha. Uh -huh. Go team. Well, keep an eye out. I'm sure the format will change more on possibly a week-to-week -week basis. Oh, yeah. And the Possibility Storm deck got a deck tech. Please don't autoplay. It didn't autoplay. Ooh, bonus. Where the hell is Possibility Storm? Under spells. Oh, God. It's got Weirding Wood, Once Upon a Time, Enter the Infinite. Oh, dear God. Does it say 999th place? Uh, it does. <laughs> wow. That Pretty sure that was a mistake. Take Welcome that, Super Nintendo. 
Elvish Mystic, Fay of Wishes, Gilded Goose, Elves of the Lanoir variety, Rose Thorn Acolyte, Lovestruck Beast, Barbarigmos Enraged. <laughs> what the hell is this deck? Alright, so Possibility Storm, because why would you ever remember? Whenever a player casts a spell from his or her hand, the player exiles it, then exiles cards from the top of his or her library until they exile a card that shares a card type with it. That player may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then you put all the cards exiled with it on the bottom in a random order. So I'm guessing... What's Weirding would do when it enters the battlefield investigate? Okay, so Weirding Wood is there to find... Well... So you want to... Hold on. I do want to hold on. There's a card type with it, so you can't get a free Enter the Infinite. Draw cards equal to the number of cards in your library... Oh, and put one back. So wait, do you want to draw your whole deck and then get Borborygmos enraged and then discard all the lands? Is that... Oh, wait. We've got a Fae of Wishes, too. So we've got another Possibility Storm Array. We've got Aether Gust. Flame Sweep. Fry. Oh, the Fae of Wishes is a sorcery. Okay, I forgot that the adventure is a sorcery. Okay. Yeah. There's how you get the free Enter the Infinite. I was really tripped out for a hot second there. Oh, also Love Struck Beast and Rose Thorn Acolyte are also sorceries. Okay. Remember, kids, adventures are complicated. But wait, yeah. if you use the sorcery of the adventure, you're only going to get Enter the Infinite, right? Right. Oh! Yeah, you see what they did there. Oh! Oh, and apparently chat has been, uh, has been telling me this for a while. Yes. I, I was, I was trying real hard not to look at chat. I was fun watching you follow it. Wait, Chris also, Brian, Stark said that, that Ugin the Spirit Dragon is the other Ugin. I can't remember the names of the Ugin. Ugin the Spirit Dragon is the original one. The new one's ineffable. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So this car, this this deck is silly. You have to be able to yeah. cast your possibility storm, so that's why you have so much ramp. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that's really silly. How do you get the Borborygmos Enraged? Oh, that's the one you put back, isn't it? Yeah. You get your free Enter the Infinite. Then you cast another creature to get the Borborygmos Enraged back in your library. So that you can... Uh, cast another creature to get it. And then you... Okay. I see it now. It's a bit of a journey. Okay. See, my brain... The, 
in my own defense, my brain does not think in bizarre combos. It just never has. So I have to piece That's it why it's fun watching you trace through it. Thanks for the help there, by the way. No problem. <laughs> Crotch. Any, uh, anytime. <laughs> generating content, sir. Yeah, we are. Speaking of generating content, uh, we've got... So are we done? We're done now, right? Yeah, we're done. Yeah. So let's... Uh, let's open a thing. So I'm going to I'm going to assume this is because of my birthday, let's say, but uh, <clears throat> uh, uh I was I was sent I was essentially gifted this uh Throne of Eldraine gift edition. Ooh, shiny. That seems appropriate. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to assume it's because of my birthday. Uh to use as a what's an EV. So we're going to Are we going to be tracking the EV then? I mean, just for the the rares cuz I don't think there are any uncommons that are worth anything at all unlike okay. modern horizons where there is stuff that's, like worth that's stuff. theoretically valuable yeah all right where are we going for our card prices here squee uh stocks yeah all right huh so this has uh should i open the whole thing or just should we spread it out over a few episodes. That was up to you, buddy. Yeah, that's your call, man. What the hell was that? It's a samoflage. I just said so earlier. Oh, it's the don't steal this. Well, little, don't. Little thing. Which, it just looks all white with the way the, the camera's picking it up. But if I hold it like Stop this, stealing you can, it! You can see that there's some texture there. See? Okay, so, this comes with... A, uh, that's a big-ass spin-down. Look at the size of that. Hang on, let me get a regular... Here's a D20. Look at the size of this compared to a normal D20. Like that's... Oops, sorry. <laughs> that's way bigger. Hmm. That's true. Jesus. He's not wrong. It's I had, bigger. I had no idea. Okay, <clears throat> so... It comes with, with that, with the, the nice little, uh, I'm going to guess, Eldraine symbol. Yep, there's the Eldraine symbol at uh, 20 life. Ooh, okay. It comes with, I never will understand this, 20 uh, basic lands, 20 the foils box. basic lands, with a also a foil Piper of the Swarm, foil alternate art Piper of the Swarm there. Hmm. Ooh. And the basics, for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why it comes with 20 foil lands, but whatever. For your collection, you'll see. It comes with 10. What is this? Oh, it comes with rules. The, the two random rules inserts. 10 boosters. And then one collector booster. Ooh. Okay, so, tell you what. I think in order to maximize tension, I guess, or hype or whatever, we're going to we're going to do this over 3 episodes. How's that sound? Okay. Great. I'm going to open 5 of these now because they're standard boosters, so it's not like it's a thing that requires any effort. 
And then next week we'll open five more, and then um, the final week I'll open the collector booster. There you go. Because it's probably got an Oko in it now that he's going to plummet, so. That'll teach you. All right, so here we go. First booster. We've got a food token. Checks out. We've got a swamp. All right. Okay, so we've got bacon to a pie. Seven Dwarves, Out Muscle, Wicked Guardian, Jousting Dummy, Blow Your House Down, Wolf's Quarry, oh, look at the little bacon, Queen of Ice, Lonesome, come on, Unicorn, Ginger Brute, that's me, alright, those are the commons, no problem, Uncommons, Hypnotic Sprite, Sir Farron the Henge Hammer, great name, oh, I guess I can show you these, Hyp- Hypnotic Sprite, ooh, hmm. Sir Farron the Henge Hammer. Henge Hammer. Uh, Henge Hammer. Sorcerer's Broom. Nice. Okay, and then the last one is a Castle Arden Veil. Look at that. Castle Arden. Castling. That is 79 cents. All yep, right. You, you opened the cheapest castle. Hell yeah. That is my luck. Alright, now we're opening a Throne of Eldraine gift edition. Alright, so that was one. Where are the... One, two, three, four. Alright, that was easy. Ding. Good job. That. Alright, Unexplained Vision, Smitten Swordmaster, Red Cap Raiders, Flutter Fox, Shining Armor, Witch's Cottage, Knight of the Keep, Fell the Pheasant, Witching Well, Ardenvale Paladin. Okay. Commons. Oh, you can put that in your castle. Commons are common. All right. All the glitters for an uncommon. Uh, Skull Knocker Ogre. Excellent uh, name. Yeah. And Covetous Urge. Ooh. Yeah, most of those are floating in like the 20 to 25 cent range, so I'm yeah. not mad. Gonna add them up. All right. We got a boar. Oh my god, look, it's food! Look at the bacon! Yay! Okay. It's bacon that's not ripe yet, see. Uh, a forest. And the final one is Lyndon the Steadfast Queen. 35 cents. Nice. That's a big step down. It is. Starks and Chewy, you've said some terrible things, but that sure was another one. What, bacon that's not ripe yet? <laughs> I mean, I assume that's what you're talking about. Pre-bacon. Alright, third pack. We've got a fairy. Yay, fairy token. And we've got a planes. Okay. Schmancy. A merchant Starts of out. the Vale. Maraleaf Rider, Malevolent Noble, Blood Haze Wolverine, Mantle of Tides, Fairy Guide Mother, Signpost Scarecrow, Henge Walker, Curious Pear. So tiny. Commons. Uncommons. Giant Opportunity. Let's see, beans. Gotta have beans. Uh, lots of beans, lots of beans. Heraldic Banner. That's a thing. Uh-huh. And Order of Midnight. 
Midnight. All right, and the rare is the magic mirror. Well, <laughs> that's a mythic that's probably not worth anything. Two dollars and twelve cents. Well, more nice. Hey, it's a new high. All right, now reminder: this uh, gift edition cost sixty bucks. Living that dream. Yeah. But you got all those basic lands. Yeah, that's what I've always wanted: are some foil lands. All right. What's the token? A human rogue? Aww. Ain't she cute? And Thanks, Shank. It's, oh, look, it's Valera. Okay. Here we go. Brimstone trebuchet, which I know Clues loves because it's a trebuchet. Indeed. And it's red. Steel gaze, griffin, reeve soul, tall as a beanstalk, wishful merfolk. Outflank. Memory theft. Lockthwain Gargoyle. Twin Veil Treefolk. Alright, those are the commons. Uh-huh. Uh, Okame Ranger. First uncommon. Uh, Venerable Knight. Second uncommon. And Arcanist's Owl. Third uncommon. Okay. Wait, I have two cards left. Oh, I have a shiny forest. Ooh. I'm not looking up. Yeah. An extra shiny forest. And then the rare is the Iron Crag Pyromancer. 63 cents. Nice. Killing it. <laughs> Killing something. All right, final booster for this episode. Come on, Bandoko. Come on, Bandoko. That is the hope, because it's still legal in all those other formats. Some of those other formats. All the ones that matter. In other words, not go. Brawl. Take that, Brawl. You know what you did. All right, we got another food token, the one with the boar's head. Oh, that'll go great with that Oko you didn't open. Yeah, and then a planes. Okay. Commons, Raging Redcap, Festive Funeral, Ogre Errant, Lash of Thorns, Rose Thorn Acolyte. Oh, look, that's in a Pioneer deck. It's, it's worth money. Roving Keep. <laughs> Didn't say please. Ardenvale Paladin Dwarven Mine Weapon Rack. Okay. All right. Uncommons into the story. Very pretty. Hey, that's your most valuable uncommon yet. 30 cents. Wow. Cauldron Familiar. Because, you know, kitties. And Witch's Oven. Delicious. And finally, Wicked Wolf. Yeah, I got the big bad wolf. Look at him. 125. He's a good uh, puppy. I almost said a good kitty. That's not it. All right. So what's what's my what's my haul? Um $5.14. Nice. Hey, look up if you will the promo Where did I put it? It's oh, less right than a dollar. The promo Piper of the Swarm? Yeah. Less than a dollar. Okay. Well, there you go, then. Good lord, I got boosters everywhere. This is why I didn't want to do it all. Now you have paper. It's got the magic cards to burn to get through the winter. It's called the burn test. Determines whether or not you freeze to death. But Ninth place burn. Ninth place burn. No, I'm sorry, it was tenth place burn, wasn't it? I don't remember. I mean, if that. you burn someone else's deck, they can't, you know, present. So maybe you got ninth place. 
Pretty sure you're disqualified. Yeah, at ninth place. So I don't... That's a giant spin down. Jesus. That's the true value, is that the extra value went into making the spin down larger. I guess. You should uh, use that for a commander deck. So I would like to thank uh, Kim, who's in the chat, Random K-Ho, for, for that. I appreciate it. So next week we'll open the other five, and then after that we'll open the the big money thing, the collector booster, and see if I made my sixty bucks back, or I guess Kim's sixty bucks back. There you go. I'm gonna guess not, but that's me. Clues managed Oops, to do pretty open. well with his what's an EV, so I did, but just with the one card, really. Eh, there were two. Of the three or so that I've done over time, one of them came out ahead. The other two were no. Yeah. All right, then. Yay. So I guess we're done? Yeah. So it begins. Um, <laughs> all right, you can find me. Are we done? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm afraid of clicking on that. Clues dropped the uh, the too many feelings. Uh, oh, then yeah, I'm not looking at that just yet. Image. Um, yeah, I've got to got to stop looking at it so I can sign off in a minute. <sighs> well, you're you're doing. All right, so you can find me on Twitter at SqueegoblinAbob. There's no Wine Goblin because it's hiding out in Southern Canada to avoid all those tournaments. Um, the rest of me you'll find on Twitter where I'm just you know posting nonsense as I tend to do. Um. Yeah, I'm not doing any cons or anything anytime soon. I'm just enjoying the fact that we are slowly approaching the holidays, and that means I can finally start catching up on all the video games and everything. So I won't, but I can try. Right. Uh, yes. So that is going to be um, what I got. So... Okay, so uh, you can find me on the Twitters. I'm at LockLuze, spelled just like it is in the show notes. Oh, by the way, we have show notes. You should check it out. There are links to many of the things that we have discussed tonight. If you wanted to read more of those articles that we didn't read all of, that's a place to find those links. Um, I will be at PAX Unplugged coming up in just a couple of weeks. Uh, and I will also theoretically be catching up on video games over the holidays, but I won't actually succeed at that. Mm. Not in any meaningful way and now i'm gonna pass it over to chewy and try not to laugh while staring at this image while he talks all right so hi i'm chewy i i do all the things here so we stream monday night magic and the mana pool uh here on twitch.tv slash the mana pool then the video goes up on youtube.com slash the mana pool but also i stream other stuff here lately, let's see. I've been streaming a little bit of Hearthstone Battlegrounds, some Dota Underlords, because I'm all about the auto battler genre, but not Team Fight Tactics, because I hate that game. Uh, I've been playing through Link's Awakening, the remake on the Switch, which is adorable beyond all reason. And uh, I did. One day last week, and then soon, probably on Wednesday, probably, I'll be playing more Hand of Fate, which is a weird, a very weird roguelike deck building Arkham Combat game. It's really bizarre. 
Yeah. But it's it's a lot of fun because it's, it's a roguelike, and then you have combat, so you actually get to, you know, get in there and do stuff instead of just watch stuff happen. But, and sometimes you die, and sometimes the game screws you, and sometimes you fall in a hole. You should write Hallmark cards. Thanks, buddy. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, that's a thing that I'll be doing uh, very soon. I'm very close to beating it. I was having major controller issues uh, the last time I played it, so I only got one run done. But I've only got two runs, two successful runs left before I win. So I'm going to try to do that on Wednesday. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. In theory. Uh, so that's that, uh, over on youtube.com slash the pool. I mean, basically videos of all that stuff I just said is going up, uh, Link's Awakening, Dota Underlords, Hearthstone Battlegrounds, and soon Hand of Fate. So, yeah. If all that sounds good to you, you should go check it out, cause, yeah, I play the Hearthstone Battlegrounds I played with, uh, Mike, my pool, one of my pool co-hosts, uh, the, uh, Dota Underlords, I played with chat. Got three other people in chat, and we went into some games of Underlords. And then Link's Awakening, I was, I was a single-player game, so I was playing that by myself. That's how that works. But Yeah. Oh my god, guys. Link's Awakening is just disgusting. It's so cute. <laughs> and when, in Link, when you get the Pegasus boots and he runs, the little pitter-patter of his feet. Oh my god, it's so cute. It's true. Clues, were you laughing at pitter-patter or were you laughing at drink yourself happy? Little little both. <laughs> Just checking. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column drunk. A little bit of meow, 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 So we should stop this before Clues loses his mind. So, hey, Manipool Productions, which is... Who does all of this? Uh, Manipool Productions is me. Hey! But that's the uh, legal entity responsible for Monday Night Magic and the Manipool and all of the streams and YouTube content. Uh, but you, what was I just saying? Manipool Productions is a uh, Patreon-supported endeavor. It allows me to keep doing all of this because you get one YouTube video a day Every day, every day, sometimes more, usually just one though. Uh, and all the streams and two podcasts a week. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. Uh, so you can go to patreon.com slash the manipool to become a lifeguard uh, of uh, one of, I think, four tiers. Yeah. And depending on your uh, lifeguard tier, you get bonus stuff. So you could get Manipool episodes and YouTube videos early or you could get access to the odds and ends which is behind the scenes nonsense recorded before and after both podcasts that is they're like usually I think the shortest odds and ends are like 20 or 30 minutes the long ones are like 3 hours so usually they seem to be an hour, hour and a half is like the average so you get a whole lot of content I'm making finger quotes for those listening to the audio version. It's like serious finger quotes because it's, it's us figuring out what the show is going to be or talking about whatever's going on in life or 
talking about whatever nerdy thing we happen to all be fascinated with. Yeah, I've been told that they're a lot of fun. I wouldn't know I'm there. I'm too close to the situation. A little too real. Exactly. Uh, so... Wait, that was only the five dollar and ten dollar. So at the uh, the twenty dollar tier, you become a mythic lifeguard, which gets you all of that other stuff and the sponsorship shout out on both podcasts and on the end screen for all the YouTube videos. So <clears throat> I'd like to thank our mythic lifeguards: Jason Doan, Kim Ho, Andrew Hunt, Al, Lance Delicious, Timmy Hellas, Are You, Connor Kennedy, John Morris, Alex Gonzalez, Scuzzo, Jeff Spencer, Stuart Slaw, PJ McMullen, Sophia Bertain, Casey Fayen says, Danny Liao, Cody Buckowing, Jake Jansen's, Jason Kaus, Gothic Man, Stark Maximum, John Parker, Violet Moon, Beardy Man, Dan Holm, Bartle, Sarah Jane, Backwards Logic, and the Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine. Huh. So yeah, this has been Monday Night Magic number 674. And yeah, stay tuned for the next episode where I open more of this. See if I make my money back. I mm. seriously doubt it. <laughs> That's not really how magic usually works. Not really. So, yeah, with that, we'll be done. So, thank you all so very much for joining us. And uh, go play some magic.